This is the American Forces Vietnam Network. Hardcore military. Good morning. Vietnam was going to be very different from the United States of America. Except for all the beer cans and the barbecue, it was. All right, guys, this is podcast episode number 49. I'm Liam. And I'm Wiki. We're doing a two-man show here, so it should be short and sweet. But we do have a lot to talk about. True. <laughs> so, um, we just announced two events with a few more coming up that will be announced as well. Uh, the first being, which will will be the first event of the year that we have booked. There'll be one before that, not to confuse you guys, but we have FTX Field Training Exercise. That's March 25th to the 26th in Preston, Connecticut. Price is still to be announced. We're still trying to figure out logistics for it. Um... This event is really more of an excuse to get out there with your gear, and um, we will have uh, truck safety and that kind of stuff. Stuff that we wouldn't go over at FIT, I guess, is, is the best way to, to describe it. Also enhancing some of the things that you do learn at FIT um, more towards the end of trip maneuvers, um, how you would move maneuver with your platoon or whichever element you're with. Right. So... Not just your standard going down in a single column or a staggered column, but how you would maneuver in, say, combat. Go more thoroughly into that compared to what we do with fit. Right. And the, the key for that, too, is depending on who and what we get as, sign, as far as signups. Like, mm -hmm. we get a lot of the support guys and not so many of the grunts. Then we have to orient the the exercise more towards the support you yep. get a lot of grunts maybe we can do a platoon on platoon for uh force like force on force as if they would operate. do training simulations yes. back in the day yeah yeah so that's the idea with that uh price is probably probably going to be comparable to uh fit you know mm -hmm. so it's probably gonna be around like the 80 dollar range i mean it's still it's still a steal for uh an overnighter event yeah true uh but uh, stay tuned for that. We will announce the price for that soon. I'm, I'm saying like within the week of this uh, recording. Okay, so next event we have booked is Operation Broken Skull 9 Steel Cog Extinction. April 15th at GZA. The price right now is $45 online and $50 at the field. We will carry over into the night a little bit there. Uh, so guys with nods and stuff can, can use them. Uh, Probably will go until like 9 o'clock, 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is the final uh, event of the Steel Cog series. Yep. Uh, the And then we will be continue, we'll be continuing on. Like, don't worry, the, the world is still going to be there. So, you know, you have the regular characters like... Um, Limp Worm. Limp Worm and, and, and Ferrucci as the drama. Uh couple of the other mercenary characters yeah. from the Crystal Cats. Yeah, we'll have Big Bays, Crystal Cats, Wizards, Wizard there, Wild Goose. Ah, uh, good old Wild Goose. Yeah, so they, they'll be there. The, the, the world will continue on, but the Steel Cog story... That book is closing and we're yes. opening a new one, but the, but the universe is still thriving and insane. Yeah, so the, the, uh, 
We got a really cool prop for that one that we're, we have just about complete. Mueller has been diligently working on that. Uh, oh, yeah. It'll knock your socks off. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be cool. Um, that's really our first... That's going to be our first... Uh, Time using the prop, too. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really interesting and really exciting for us to, to implement that uh, thing. So, um, just a reminder... Field infantry training fit is May 5th. It's at Old Bethpage Village Restoration. It's technically a three-day event, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's at least two nights. You can show up Friday night and you're not missing anything, but we will be doing uh, a music show on Friday night. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, there's a, an enticing reason to go early. Starring the Broken Arrows, I'm assuming. Yes, the Broken Arrows will be their first gig of the year. Uh, prices right now are $70 with the sweatshirt, with your name on the back, $55 without, meaning that if you already have the required sweatshirt, you don't need to buy it again. Now, uh, the end of January, which is basically a day, the day of, or the day after this podcast releases, the price is going up to $80 and $65 for without a, a sweatshirt. So if you're planning to go, please get on it. Please sign up. Uh, there are a few guys who did. Um, a few new guys, which is cool. Ooh, it's always but, good to see yeah. new faces. But I would like to get the returning guys. And um, we'll discuss it later. But the, the old Bethpage Village restoration was winner of Field of the Year for us. True. <laughs> so the, the the place is awesome. And they, they're, they're great. They're very accommodating. Uh, the, we run the best non-airsofting Event we, event. <laughs> yeah, we could possibly run at that place. It's it's really cool. I have fun there every time. We I go I go there off pretty often mm-hmm. with a lot of other events with World War II stuff and, and timelines. But yeah. this they they basically let us have free reign of the church and the field across the road from the from the church. Now when I say church, this is like a church from the eighteen hundreds. Uh, we the I I love the little camp we had. We had the tents mm-hmm. you know set up around the church. Really fucking cool. It was it was a really cool event. It was my favorite event last year. Uh, I like I kind of felt like I was at a training event. It, it was cool. It was really it was it was immersive. I think guys took took from it a lot. They mm-hmm. you know Bear did a great job. Uh, Scott Lennon did a great job yep. as the cadre. Jim Powers and these guys all have real world experience. So like, listen to them. They are combat veterans so they have been through it and they're just trying to impart on you some extra knowledge albeit their combat obviously is from the modern wars that have been going on but a lot of things have not changed throughout their training they've just been added on to so they're still giving you like a period correct style training yes and we have we have things like we have activities scheduled the entire weekend so it's not like you're just sitting like you're you know we're going by the seat of our pants here like uh, all right, let's do something. It's there's something planned. There's a curriculum pa- planned out. There's a whole itinerary planned out. Like we have a baseball game last year. It rained, so it was tough to do the baseball yeah. game. But we have a we have the baseball games uh, scheduled. Classroom we had, time. Classroom. We had, we had classroom time. We had the the the, the unit history with mm-hmm. with me, which everyone's telling me to to do it again. So I will. And my plan was always to do it again. But oh, it was yeah, perfect. Chef's it was, kiss. It was nice. It was nice that people uh, appreciated it though. But uh, that's a good event, and I think it's the, it's the event that really kicks off the season for us. Yeah. So, um, FTX will be a good one to like 
get your feet wet and get yourself hyped up, but especially for, say, the grunts, yeah. fit is when you are like, oh, the season's here, let's go, let's, let's go, let's go. Yeah. The leaves are starting to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all the leaves are brown. They're well, they're buds. They're not brown. They're they're starting to be green at that point. Ah. But I mean, March will probably still be brown. Yeah, probably. But uh, yeah, I, I really um, I really have a good time at that event. So we we've scattered this new field. Joe uh, Joe Sullivan. He he's got to connect with a guy that owns some land in Preston, Connecticut. So we'll be running a few events there. Um, we have two mo- two more modern events scheduled for that place. Uh, one is in early March, which is technically going to be our first event of the year. Mm, yeah. March fifth, we have it um, called. It's just called Pathfinder, and it's really going to be our first event to test the waters of this field and see what we can do, what our capabilities are, and it'll be part of the storyline for a bigger modern event. Think like how Snake Beater was mm-hmm. at this field. And we're calling that Operation Broken Arrow Peace Borker. Got to keep it with the theme. So we're we're still going with that Metal Gear. If anyone's played Peace Walker, it's good to play on words with Peace Borker. That's going to be early June. I want to say it's the first weekend of June, which is June 2nd. Uh, prices will be worked out. Um, but that event is going to go. It's it's a, That's going to be a nonstop 48-hour event, you know, from Friday night until Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So that's going to be a real test. If you guys if you guys have been to any one of our events, you know, whether it's Vietnam or even the, the more serious modern stuff, like Snake Beater, you're going to know that we are going to push you. And I think last year we were a little soft, so we're going to go harder this year. So uh, be prepared, please. Get and, your guns up. Yeah. And, and I hope, like, I hope people, like, Take that uh, that challenge that I just gave out, and go with it, and, and come to the event and have have fun. Just be in the mindset of it. You're going to push yourself. You're going to push your body, and probably further than you do at say a normal airsoft event. So just keep that in mind. Prepare yourself mentally to be. Oh wow, that I'm I'm out here now. Shit, what do I do? Yeah. Well, let's keep going. Especially in that field because the way that field is. The cars are not going to be on the grounds, so like there's no like running back to your car. Like you're no, you're, you're rocking it yeah, in with you. Yeah, yeah. So then, if you think yeah. you need spares, you're bringing it out to your base camp. Right. Okay. So moving on from those two, those we'll, we'll talk about those in a later podcast mm-hmm. when they're when they're announced. Um, a dragon's back update. So at today, Wiki and I just got we just got back from scouting another field. It's it's actually field number five that we've scouted. Since November, and we're not even counting the other fields that we've already had relationships with that we've mm-hmm. we've went to. Um, we're still working out what's the best field for location, price, and what fits the scenario we're trying to portray. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will make a decision soon. Trust us. It's it's whatever decision decision we choose. It's it's what we felt was the best for the group. Uh, it's not easy, and it, it's you know we're we're driving six hours to some places to to scout them for for thirty minutes, and then we're turning around and driving back the other way. Yeah. So it takes time. It takes a lot of time. It, it takes a lot out of you. Uh, and then the negotiations with the field owners. Yeah. So to see what'll work with us and for them. Right. So we um, 
trust the, it's it's our top priority and it's we're trying to keep the price down for everybody i know uh no one's complained to me about the price yeah, but I mean, everything's just gone up between insurance and just food for guys and that kind of stuff. You got to think like that's what 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 Dragon's Back is going to include. It's going to include meals, entertainment. Look at all the stuff we have. Look at all the stuff we bring. The the means of bringing stuff costs money. So mm-hmm. it just it's all these things that factor into us uh, trying choo- to put on the best event right. we are physically able to do. But choosing the field and pricing it out, it all it all it all adds up in the end. So. Bear with us. We will have something uh, in in stone pretty soon. The event's happening regardless. We have a place where um, we can just, just be done. Plan it yeah, go. yeah. We it's just we're we're trying to weigh out our options here. So um, just stick with us. Tickets are on sale. They will there there will be a price increase soon. Mm-hmm. We'll let you know. Just stand by for updates. Once we have the place booked, we will. Um, announce it immediately because we want people to get into it. Uh, surprising though, though the the registrations already have been nice. We're we're looking pretty good. Ooh. Like so, even considering that we don't officially have a field, the interest is still there and people of of the fact that people up. are still registering even though we don't yeah. have the field set in stone that we're using. <clears throat> Is very surprising and a huge thanks to you guys who have signed up already for yeah, all this. Nuts. It's because of you that we're able to do all this stuff, and we want to put on the best event possible for everybody that comes. Yeah, yeah. Whether you're GI or Pavin, honestly, sometimes I think the Pavin have a little bit more fun screwing with the GIs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If anything goes off that political officer they had this year, they really like fucking with us. I hope he. Yeah, Peter Bellow. Um, I hope he comes back. Yeah, he was he, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did a good job. So speaking of Peter Bell doing a good job, mm-hmm. he, he did win a baby this year. Oh yeah, he did. So let's. So we're gonna go really quickly through the um, all the baby awards and and who we think deserved the win and and who got snubbed even for nominations or whoever mm-hmm. lost. So um, we had uh, I, I want to say it was twenty six awards this year, which we increased from twenty two last year. Twenty twenty last year we added we added a few more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, we cut out the interview, which which so they they kind of fell about the same time. So it, I, I went over. I think it was an hour and eight minutes, which I think is perfect. Mm-hmm. We planned on adding four more for next year. We will will reveal those later. Um, I the one thing I want to take away, the one thing I would change is I would make I would take time to make the graphics of the nominations instead of doing the the revealing of the nominations through that video. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people caught on, or it's like too. It's like too hard for people to pay attention. I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel like it didn't have the as much buildup as it did last year. Now, granted, I've been busy. I've been busy scouting the scouting the Dragons' backfield. We've been doing a some, lot of stuff, yes. so we haven't been able to put in as much attention to other projects that we always right, like doing. Right, and like a lot of projects have taken, like this actually took priority over a lot of other projects I put to the wayside because mm-hmm. it was like find a field and got to do the babies yeah um and you guys gotta realize like it's hard hunting people down to do their acceptance speech mm-hmm. hunting people down to do the presentations so that that had, like it took a week longer than i planned to because of because of that um so with that said my guess my point was next year i think i'll go back to doing the, the graphics of the nominations mm-hmm. posting them on instagram and facebook just so people like 
are aware that they're they are coming. Get some hype going. I have not looked at the stats just yet because I want to I wanted to get this podcast out because we're kind of trying to promo it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So before we get into um, the awards and the nominations, spoiler alert: if you have not listened to the Bamies, listen to them now and then come back to this podcast. You just got to scroll a little bit on Spotify. And it's yeah, there. It's one. It's the. It's the one right before this one. So without further ado, let's get into the Bamies recap. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first award we had was Boomer of the Year. So the usual suspects of uh, Fred. Yep. And Jim Lennon. Fred. So Fred walked with my dad and Jim Lennon. But this year we added two guys, uh, Joe Sullivan and Ken Sliviak. So voting wise. It was like a, it was a, a landslide. It was my dad winning uh, by more votes than anybody else. Um, to be fair, sometimes with your dad, he, he is the perfect boomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like so Sullivan, like Sully, I think Strassy and I nominated him because you can't. He Sullivan always has issues with working his phone, which is the boomer thing. He he embodies the boomer not in age but in spirit. Yes, and that's the whole point of Boomer, Boomer of the Year. Like, you can be 20, but still act like a crotchety 60-year-old man. Right. And then uh, Sliviak was on there, I think, because he... I forgot who nominated him. Uh, oh, it was one of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was on there. He, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's... He comes across as a Boomer, too. Yeah, he's, got, he's got Boomerisms. Yeah. So, I think... They're not though, a bad thing. I think, though, even though my, my dad's speech, he said, like, hey, uh... Like, hopefully someone next year, like, someone wins next year, like... No, it's, it's, it's probably still going to be Fred. Yeah, yeah. So He's he, got to change a lot to lose He, he Yeah, he, um, he, he, uh, I guess that's a deserved win for that Yeah. One. All right, so one of the new awards uh, this year from last year was the 2023 Gas Man of the Year. We have a lot of fucking people who fart at events. So, so... Some stink worse than others. Yeah. So the nominees for that, we only have four of them. I think if CJ went to the events this year, he would have been on at least a nominee. He would have definitely been nominated. Because he farts a lot. It's not quiet farts. He is loud. Yes. Like, you hear him from across the camp. Yes. He's got a really tight little asshole. But anyway, so the nominees were uh, Liam Wachter, me, Rufio the Boston Terrier, the first non-human to be nominated, Robert Wykander and Joe Sullivan. Rufio won that. By, by a landslide. Slide. I don't even know who, like, how many guys haven't even met Rufio on? Like, what? Rufio just farted right now. He just, he literally he just farted right now. Fucking bastard. So he won. Um, holy shit. Yeah, he. You little <laughs> shit stain. Yeah, so he is fart, he is the farter of the year. I mean. He, he is a bag of hot ass. Yeah. Yeah, so he, um, you know what it is, like, his, his snoring, think about it, his snoring is what takes the air in. And it's farting. He's like a good, he's like the perfect system for a snoring. I don't, I don't think that's yes. a, I don't think it's a system you want working. <laughs> no, no. no. So <laughs> you he, don't want that one running. <laughs> he um yeah he deserved that one. I think I think he deserved that one. He definitely did deserve it. But it, also, if you didn't know that, if you've never been around him, generally a dog's farts are worse than people. Yes. So. But but if you ever been around specifically Boston Terrier, Boston Terriers are farty fucking dogs. Oh yeah. So. Uh, yeah, he, um, I guess he deserved that one. There's, there are a lot of farters that I think we could have, uh, nominated and, mm-hmm. and we will fine tune the nomination process for next year. Yeah. For, well, for this year, really, it's, you know, for 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's move on. This was, 
this this one is such a stupid award, and for some reason I don't know why um, people people get into it. But Tugger of the Year, uh, we had six nominees. We had Joe Sullivan, Mark Strasberger, Ken Sliviak, Stephen Pollack, Liam Walker, and John Van Ness, and there was a four way fucking tie. So they know who the Tuggers are. Yeah. So there was a four way tie between Joe, uh, Joe, you, <laughs> Joe, me, Ken. And John Van Ness, mm-hmm. and given given all of the the tug, tugisms, I, I, I whether guess you're I, talking about tugging or just born tug, in general, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess that's deserved. It kind of was. If you know Sully, yes, you can 100 percent figure out that's what he's doing. I was surprised about the four way title. I thought someone was going to get that one extra vote. Like all, all it would have taken is one extra, one person voting for someone else. And that four-way tie would have been gone. It would have oh, been like yeah. a three-way tie for second place. If whoever voted for Mark voted for somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. So, um, I would hope to, like, you know, my dad doesn't want to win Boomer of the Year. I don't want to win Tugger of the Year. It's like... It's the funny one to win once, but you don't want to get it more than once. Because yes. then what does that really say yes. about you? Yes, yes, Okay, so, next one up we had was Snore of the Year. Uh, Rufio the Boston Terrier was on there. If you listen to the podcast on the reg, you've, you've you hear him, him score. Uh, Mark Strasberger, anyone slept around Mark Strasberger, you know how bad he is. He's gotten He's better. He's gotten better, though. Yes. But he can still be a freight train in a tunnel. Yes. Uh, Chet Wilkie, no one wants to sleep next to him. Oh, is that why he has his own tent? Yes, that's why he has his own tent. He's really bad. <laughs> and then Fred Walker, I grew up with my dad, like, he snores bad, like, he's terrible. Uh, Jim Lennon definitely nominated him. Yeah. Uh, it was just enough outside of Officer Country where the radio guys didn't have to hear it. Yeah, yeah. But he, but um, Rufio the Boston Terrier won that one. And it was a little closer, but I think it was well-deserved for that one, I guess, in a way. He's heard on every single podcast, or we make a comment about yeah. how he interrupts the damn podcast. Yes. Yeah, so he's he's on there. He's in the Bay world as, as snoring. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Next one up uh, was... A new one from last year. It's called the Caveman of the Year. The nominees for that one were your usual savage uh, suspects: Sean Walker, Mike Ferrucci, John Van Ness, and Chris Johnson. Uh, and, he, and like the thing is, not just like being like an unga bunga, but like Chris Johnson is a cave. He's a caveman. He's he a tribe He just he digs, you know, digs holes and shit in the, in and the, sleeps in them. Yes. So that's that's the that's a troglodyte. Also, you know? look at John. Him coming off the truck, it's like, I found deer skull, I take deer skull. Yep, that's what got him the nod for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you look at John, yeah, if you if you just basically put him in the middle of the woods and be like, okay, have fun, he'd be like, can I at least have some smokes first? Yeah. yeah and that'd yeah. be the only difference. Yeah. yeah. Like, hardy. He's a hardy person. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, the the obvious person won, and that was Ferrucci. Of course. But it was closer than you'd think. Like, Sean didn't lose by much. Well, like, you gotta think, though. He is... Sean only won by two votes. I mean, Sean only lost by two votes. Fruit. Sean, I think though he leads Ferrucci. Ferrucci is very well known as being the caveman. But, Sean's but Sean, almost like the king of cavemen. He is the king of cavemen. Yeah. But everybody's seen Ferrucci just a little bit more yeah. than Sean. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I guess that one. That one is a. That's that a close one. It's yeah. a very close snub. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the 2023 Hooch of the Year. Mm. Um, this one was close as well. It was really. It was. I think the winner the winner was uh, Strasberger featuring Tyson Norman and Liam, which was the uh, Bamboo Viper. Mm-hmm. One by one vote to Sabia's um, the PX. Now, 
Xavier felt he was snubbed, but I think the Bamboo Viper was where it was at. The man. Bamboo Viper was the happening. Hooch. That was that was the thing. That was the thing everyone was at. I think I personally think I got snubbed in Strassi's acceptance speech. Yeah, but I got thanked for that, so it's okay. So, so I got a bone to pick with Strassi, but Strassi tried to stroke my fucking ego by going, "Yeah, but you're like you're behind everything." I'm like. I don't want to be the man behind the man, you know, like so. But you're always the man behind the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In more ways than one. But um, um wait, there's more than one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, kicking like kicking Fruji in the ass to like get fucking going, get working. But um, <laughs> the, grabbing Sully's ass. Yeah, the 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 the, the what was I gonna say? The uh, the Pavin camp got a lot of votes. Yeah, the HQ was was really good. So. That one was that one was tight, but I think I personally think the the Bamboo Viper, the production behind it and everything was was great. I I think it was used the most yeah. this year than it has been any year in the past. And that was that was why like remember that was that was my brainchild from the beginning, and then then Strassi took over. And I was just like I'm just too busy to, to deal with yeah. this. So like I wanted and what what I wanted the Bamboo Viper to be at Junction City Two was exactly what happened at Junction City Two. Like mm-hmm. it was like. It was it was the the center like every time, every time you got up from bed or whatever you went to the Bamboo Viper to check out what was going on. Yep. Which was which was fucking awesome. And next year it's gonna be even well this year it's gonna be even better. Yeah, we're already putting work into it. I've already made a sign. I uh, got a, like little tchotchkes for the bar. Me like and that. Mark have found some good tchotchkes for the bar. Yeah, so it's gonna be fucking great. It's gonna be cool. I'm excited for that one. Can expand it just a little bit too. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, we have a whole other tent to add to it, which yep. is going to be like the mess tent, the mess club, whatever. Yeah, but whatever. the mess and the viper at that point became uh, synonymous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so this one, in my opinion, was the most competitive fucking category, or one of the most competitive categories, mm-hmm. which is the Bay Media Persona of the Year. Now, um, Casey was nominated twice on this because she was nominated as Casey Kennedy as herself. For um, Bay Entertainment News. Mm-hmm. And then there was Casey from Casey's Corner Ooh. for her radio show. Then we had, you know, we had Mike Ferrucci as himself for At the Moochies. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know why that gets that, that gets a lot of votes, but... It, or it gets a lot it, of likes. It's the manimal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Strasburger as Bark and Mark. Uh, Liam Walker as Little Johnny. And then my dad, Fred Walker, as himself for Fred's Dumb Shit Rant. This was really fucking close. Yeah. But uh, Casey squeaked by for as her, herself for... Um, for Bay Entertainment News. So mm-hmm. she, she didn't even win for a radio show. She won for Bay Entertainment News. Yeah, and Fred and Ferrucci barely, barely lost, too. Yeah. They were tied. I'm pissed that I only got one vote because I put in a lot of work <laughs> on the Little Johnny show. Let me tell you. Uh-huh. Bark and Mark, I feel like half the people aren't even awake for it. Like, Bark and Mark is not even awake for his own show. Bark and Mark isn't awake until 11 a.m. Yeah, so, like, like, I'm like, I was a little I was a little pissed. I, I, I didn't think I was going to win Little Johnny because, like, it's such, just a generic show. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing special about it, but it's there. The uh, the fact that Strassi got more votes for me, I'm a little pissed. <laughs> you can get snubbed, but you're pissed about it. I gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know what I don't know what other per, uh, media persona like you know you could have done Joe Sullivan on VTS. Maybe that was a snub that he didn't yeah. get get the uh, the guests that are normally on the talk talks. Right, right. Could we could uh, um, we can expand that we, further next? We year. could we. Could we have nominated somebody from the, the Junction City movie, maybe? Or is it too late in the season? I personally felt that anything, like, after, after like, November, December, it's, like, it's for next year. Yeah. Like, 
like the 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 Jersey City movie to me for the Bay Maniacs Choice Awards. That's, that's gonna be year. that's gonna be for that because it's yeah. like after October or November. All right, so the next the, the next one, which I I was proud of winning last year was uh the Pack Mule of the Year. Mm. Um, well, you did fit a lot of shit into a really small van. Yeah. You, including another vehicle. You fit a yeah. vehicle with more shit on top of it into another vehicle. Yeah. So, I didn't do that this year, so I didn't top it this year. You didn't so I have didn't, to this year. Yeah, so I didn't get the nomination, but and I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> so, the three nominees for it were, uh, it was Third Platoon, C Company, 173rd Support. So, the, it was the three-truck convoy mm-hmm. for Junction City led by Joe Sullivan. Yep. Then it was uh, Mike Mueller and Joe Sabia, the Taylor Tre- Taylor, uh, we got Trailer Tetris. For Junction City, so that was really oh, that was at my house. That they were was, just piecing the shit together. I don't know. Even the trailer attachments we had to do leaving oh, that was yep. fucking insane. Yep. And then the Virginia boys for their tent delivery for Junction City because they that squeaked came, in a lot of shit there. Hell yeah! And it came they came through like we were like just about done with the base and they popped in. We're like, oh man, but we needed those tents. We did. We needed those. It tents. housed everybody that it needed to. Yep. Yep. So the the winner for that one was the. Um, the third platoon support company, yep. led by Joe Sullivan. That one, yeah, that was the obvious one. They they, they, they hold all the shit. They hold all the shit. Yeah, so they held everything and the kitchen sink. Yeah, yeah. Immersion heater, kitchen sink, same thing. Yep, <laughs> yep. All right, so so the next one was role player character of the year, which we do have a lot of characters in the Bay world, so I, I do like this one because it does give those guys appreciation. They don't have to necessarily, mm-hmm. necessarily be. Based there, they're just guys who get into the, the world that yeah. we're creating. So the um, the nominees for that one were Stephen Cardell as Dark Bucket, Ken Sliviak as Father Seamus O'Malley, Peter Bell as the political officer at Junction City, and then Joe Sullivan as PBR bot at Steel Cog. Um, so there was a two-way tie for that one. I think that was fair. That is fair. No, both, fair. both were yeah. great for yeah. everybody who normally yeah. knows the Steel yeah. Cog yeah. games. Like, Dark Bucket was amazing this year. Dude, he... Just he killed it. Yeah, he was great. Dark Bucket was good, and uh, Peter Bell was as a political officer. Oh, he was amazing. He was really good, and um, I, I think he, I think that was well earned. Yeah, I, I do think. Um, in fairness to Ken, last year he, I think he got the snub for not winning. I voted for him last year. Mm-hmm. This year, honestly, the the Father Seamus O'Malley didn't get too much uh, action. Yeah, get, so. That's something that I think will be an improved for uh, this for year's next, event. Yeah, for this for year's event. yeah, last year he didn't he didn't get enough play on base because I mean the year before remember mm-hmm. we did the uh, Christmas sermon. Yep, which was really cool and, and yeah. Um, okay, the PBR bot was it was funny. PBR bot was good was good too. It, it was, was funny. It, yeah, was, it was it was really yeah. good. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that I think um, Stephen as Dark Bucket and Peter Bell as the political officer that was a fair. Those time. were well deserved. Yeah. All right. So the next one. Really competitive. Ooh, always was is. mustache of the year, and it's one that people want to fucking win. People always want to win mustache. I mean, of the look year. at all the staff sergeants with mustaches. Yes, yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, so um, the nominees for that one were uh, Michael Mueller, Mark Strasberger, Joe Sabia, Brian Maroney, Fred Wachter, and Michael Abasi. And you know what, Wiki, you had a mustache. And you, I think you got, you may have gotten the snub, but you know, Sabia last year got a snub. He wasn't even nominated last year. I got snubbed for the nomination, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But everybody knows Mark and his caterpillar. So Mark really pushed the, uh, pushed the agenda of winning that. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was hyping it up throughout the whole year. I still think my dad, like, he's had a mustache for 
50 years, bro. He has. So, but for some reason, I think that whole event, Mark kept his, like, yeah. trim and yes. in regs the whole time. I think my dad does, like, does more of, like, a pencil line mustache, like, something fucking funny. Like a Clark Gable? Yeah. He'll, maybe he'll pull the win for next year. And Mark goes pretty much with a comb on his upper lip. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I get I get it. I get it. Uh, I mean, Joe Sabia has a rocking mustache, too, man. Yeah. Like, it's tough. It, it, it's a tough... Like, Labasi, he looks like fucking Wario. Yeah. Like, that's a solid mustache. <laughs> he... That is a... This is a very competitive award, and hopefully there's going to be even more names added I mean, next year. Being... Every, everybody pretty much got a vote in. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone that was nominated did get a vote. Yeah. So... So, yeah, I guess just mustache guys, you know. I'm not even, like, promoting grow a mustache, like, come with a mustache. But, like, the mustache guys, like, it's you're in it, man. You're yeah. in the game. You're in the fucking game. If you come with a mustache, make sure it's in regulations. Yeah. None of yeah. that extra, like, Fu Manchu type yeah, bullshit. Yeah, no, no uh, Western, uh, you know. Tw- no cowboy twirl. Yeah, yeah. In regs. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one, I like I like that we actually, we split the we split this, this category. Because it was, Handyman was, like, um, it, it included like the crafters and mm-hmm. I don't think that was fair yeah so so handyman of the year now is just based on the guys who build stuff for for the base or bay mm-hmm. so we had um, Joe Sullivan Mark Strasberger Mike Ferrucci Jeremy Vallon and John Van Ness three hand, pretty handy guys that, you know like John Van Ness is building a gate you know we had Jeremy Vallon he was helping build a shower with Sully Ferrucci helped me build the the uh, the um, the hooch in the basement. Oh yes. Yeah. So, so it's like our set for mm-hmm. our talk talk. So he did stuff like that. Uh, Strasburger is always building shit. Mm-hmm. So um, this one, this one was tough. Pretty much everyone that was nominated got a vote, but Sully came out with it. I guess that that's fair. He he builds a lot of shit. He built a lot of the shit on base. He did build yeah. the power grid for the base yeah. as well. Did anyone get stumped? Maybe Jeremy Vallon. But Jeremy Vallon did get a lot of votes. He didn't lose by much. No, no, he and, didn't. And that, I mean, that, you got to look at like you got to look too. Like, look at this back. Like, if you are on the nomination list, you should be like you honored. Should be proud of that. Yeah, you should be honored whether you won or not. So, well, it depends on the it depends on which one it is. <laughs> yeah, that's there's fair. only one on here where you might not want that nomination. Yes. All right. So next up was the Crafter of the Year. Uh, you know, you had Joe Sabia with the Bay Bags. You had, you had Liam Walker with like the Bay PX storefront, so all those little ammo crates that I built mm-hmm. in the the rack, so you can like hang the product on. Yep. They, you know they had the integrated chalkboards. Uh, Strasburger with the the Bravo Bull sign, which mm-hmm. is really nicely painted. Oh yeah. Ian Scudder with the hundreds of thirty three beers, you know, sitting there cutting out every single sticker and printing them out mm-hmm. and doing all that stuff. Buck Leatherman with the usable sea rats, which were really cool. Yeah. And then Clive- Ken Sliviak for reproducing period letters for mail call. Ian won that by a lot. I understand why I want it because it's like, hey, it's beer. But, like, I'll be honest, like, like, the uh, Bravo Bull sign. The Bravo Bull sign was fun, was good. The, even the PX store, man, you guys understand, like, that, that shit is, was not easy to do. Like, no, it, that was it, a lot of work that went into that. Yeah. And, and even Ken doing, taking the time to do all the period letters, man, that takes mm-hmm. time. And, like, you guys got, don't, it's like something you, I don't think you, if you look closer, like, those envelopes were printed. And cut exactly how they were back then. He even took the time to cut the stamps mm-hmm. from back then and 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 print them and, and make them look nice. All adds into the immersion yeah. of the event. Yeah. So I get it though. The 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 hundred thirty three beers were for everybody. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's a good win. Yeah. All right. Hopefully he brings more next year. <laughs> I think he's planning to. 
Ooh, yeah. we've pretty much finished those damn things. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> they were good. All right, so then we have a new. This was a so Crafter of the Year was a new one. That was the one that split from from Handyman of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, another new category was Nice Guy of the Year. So I, you know, I thought about this one. And I was going back, and I think there are a few snubs for nominations. But I'll go through the nominations first. Oh, really? uh, Jim Lennon, Stephen Cardello, Todd Serdatsky, and Mark Strasberger. But then you have like nice guys like Paul Ack. Oh yeah. Chet Wilkie. Yep. They should have been nominated. I they I think they I think they'll make the nomination list next year. But they should have gotten it. This they should have gotten it, man. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think they got. I think they got the snub a little bit. No, that's true. So Chet, Polak, I apologize, but you're nice guys. You'll get over it. <laughs> but okay, the winner. The they weren't winner, even thinking about it. <laughs> probably not. But yeah, that's how nice guys think. But uh, nice guys finish last, you know. But uh, oh hey. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, Jim Lennon came out with that one. Uh, he is a really nice guy. Yeah, pretty much a landslide. Strassi got a few votes. I mean, all the guys got a few, like a few votes. Like Todd and Steven, super nice, super nice guys. Like we'll give you the shirt off their back. Not a not a mean bone in their body. No. Uh, so being on the list to me is like uh, it's like a win. You should yeah, you should you should feel honored. Okay, Mill Shitter of the Year, which was another one we. So this one we added to because most of our. Awards were oriented towards like the Vietnam event, so mm-hmm. I was like, All right, let me put, let me do something that like for the guys like only go to or go they go to everything, but they only go to um, the modern, the stuff. modern stuff. Like you know, there's a few we have a we have a a, a crowd that, that does that mm-hmm. only. So the, the nominations for that were Stephen Cardello because he, dude, you know, you, you watch him at Bad Blood, yeah, uh, or any event he goes to, he he's like he has he has so much charisma where like he's just like. Like you know, he he uh, is people just follow him. Yeah, too. he's like a cheerleader. So he he was he was like instrumental to whatever success we had at, at Bad mm-hmm. Blood. Uh, Steven Sanders, who loves the the modern. Oh, he's leader. an awesome dude yep. too. Brian McKenna, mm-hmm. and then Nick uh, Dobert. Um, solid guys. Yeah, all oh, solid yeah. guys. Yeah. And like McKenna loves the, the modern stuff. Mm-hmm. So so like I'm not surprised he won, and he won by a landslide. Yeah, he got that win. I mean he. He even I'm, I'm now I'm referring back to la, the the previous year. I think he would have won it if this award existed. Yeah. For what he did at Snake Beater, he was just he was just uh, he was always on the field leading yeah, the guys. Yeah. But yeah, he was definitely this. So Milshader are like the guys who like just go hard at the uh, at the modern the modern events. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So another new one was Eight Shit of the Year Award. That one needs to be expanded on because there's more <laughs> people that eat shit every year. Yeah. Well, then, well, we have a whole new year of events to uh, to record this. So, uh, <laughs> the the nominees. So this is each of the year. If no one knows what this means, is it's basically guys who like would take a spill or something shitty happens to them that you can kind of like laugh about later, and and at least everything's okay. Yeah. You know. Um, so Ken Sliviak was nominated for falling in a hole. While wearing a Jabba the Hutt costume at Steel Cog Gate, that was that was the first nomination of this. He yeah, got, and thankfully like only was, one person saw that too. Dude, otherwise, it, it wouldn't have been known. It was just so funny. I mean, I saw him. I I, I saw him at, when he fell. He was just like, oh, he was all disheveled in the in the, mm-hmm. the fucking costume. Uh, but yeah, Strassy's like, yeah, we got to nominate him for that. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent. You deserve a nomination. Yeah. Uh, Liam Walker passing a kidney stone at Junction City. Um, eh. Yeah, Kobe Thomas getting poison ivy at Junction City. Yeah, that uh, one that that's there. Yeah, uh, Christian, nicknamed Garza Fries, losing his helmet off the truck at Junction City. Now that one to me deserves to be up there. 
But I think it shouldn't have been him. No, it, should, it was the entire company eating shit because we were late getting back because of the stupid helmet that we had to go try to look for. Yeah. Uh, but he, he definitely deserved the nomination. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because that just sucks. It, just lose, lose your well, it has a chin strap for a reason. Yeah. If you have an airborne liner, well, you have two chin now, straps now for you a know. reason. Now you know. So, um, yeah, that... That one that was a well earned uh, well earned uh, nomination. If you don't get the reference to Garza, go watch Generation Kill. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, last nomination was Ian Scudder getting his face zippered by Friendly Fire at Junction City. It was just we like were ju- we were just standing there. It's like we're, all right, we're waiting for the pavement. It's like hey, what's going on? Just zipped like, his face, crotch yeah. to face. Yeah, yeah. So um, he he was the second vote. The winner was by a landslide. Liam, me, passing a kidney stone at Junction City. I did not feel like a winner. Trust me. Oh, you were uh, a wiener. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I guess it was well earned. If anyone's ever passed the kidney stone, it's definitely well earned. Well, it doesn't help you're pissing out the, basically an airsoft pellet. It was the size of a BB. It yeah. Was, yeah. All right, so moving on. Uh, we had the 2023 Come Correcty of the Year. That was a name change. We called it um, just the best impression. Mm-hmm. We, we, so now we're calling it uh, the Come Correcty of the Year. This one was competitive. This yeah. one, this, everyone got a vote, and they got multiple votes. It was very close, it seems. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was well. It was technically almost like a, a three-way tie for second place. Yeah. The nominees were Zach Boylan for his NBA soldier at Budop camp. He had the little vest on. Oh, he was look cool. Chef's yeah, kiss. Look good. Uh, Brian Maroney for being USGI at uh, Junction City. Buck mm-hmm. Leatherman, USGI with the Sea Rats at Junction City, and then John Lafflad, NBA soldier at Junction City. Brian Maroney squeaked in the win. Yeah. Uh, everyone else was really close. Like one or two mm-hmm. votes would have would have gotten him the win. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's how competitive this is, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wanted he wanted. Um, yeah, I would say he 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 came correct. I think I I do think uh, Zach Boylan may have gotten a snub with that with those voting with that voting. Not to take away from Maroney. No, I you're think, right. But I think there's, just there's like, a get, lot more people. On the GI side within yes. the academy yeah. that votes on this, so they might not have seen the impression. And Zach goes into like near pinpoint detail with all the things yes. that he does. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's a very close snub, but still deserved for Maroney's right. uh, yeah. end of it. Yeah. All right. So battle of the year, uh, we had the battle of Utini and Tugatlat's Palace, the Steel Cog. That was the first big battle we had mm-hmm. of the year. That was Steel Cog Eight. The ambush at the bridge on Budap Camp. Uh, the Battle of Funka Ak at Operation Junction City. That was a Sunday morning fight. So that was mm-hmm. the morning on the other side, where the, uh, the same property of the house. Yep. The same section of the house. Towards the end where the Pavin Camp was. Right. Um, and then the Battle of Tada, which was Operation Junction City. That was Saturday afternoon. That was actually the, the battle that we got the footage from, I believe, oh, right? Okay. That's, that's, that was like when you guys were trying to fight through the ambush. Definitely. No, that was, um, the battle where we were fighting through the ambush was, um, what's it called? Uh, Fumkao. So that was Sunday morning. That was the Sunday morning one. Okay. Yeah, that was the one where, um, I went for my silver star and got shot for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> that was Sunday morning. So, yeah, uh, um, the, the winner of that, this was close again, was the Battle of Utini and Tug of Hutt's Palace. That, that was a very fun it fight. It was a good fight. It was, it a, was a really good yeah. fight. I remember, and, like, and, but you know what I like? Sorry to. to no, you're talk. good. Go for it. The thing about this win is not everybody on the on the on the panel on the mm-hmm. in the academy vote. You know, 
went to that event. Yep. And that event still won. Yeah, this is true. So that means everybody who did go to Steel Cog probably voted for that event. Yeah. For that for that battle. I remember uh, the team that myself and Mueller were on, Mueller was running it, uh, I was completely out of ammo. I think he was too. And we were just like, well, this is ending with a death charge. And we actually had several people following us to die at the end. It was Charge, so, yeah, it was charging Tug of the Hut's Palace. Charging Tug of the Hut's Palace. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun. I mean, I would... And the one that got the least votes, and I would argue was was probably our best Vietnam battle, was the ambush at the bridge for Budok. There yeah. were so few of us there, but yeah, yeah that was know. good. You guys, you took out a couple... Uh, the Patton yeah. took out a few GIs uh, from the get-go, but then we fought off the ambush, and then... Yeah, I mean, you, if you think about it, you didn't let us complete our objective. No, no, Technically, we had, we had to break contact and, and go the other way. Yep. So you guys did do your... do your. Uh, we part. did our job. Yeah. All right, so um, the 2023 Bay event of the year. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'm just going through them quick. Uh, so because everyone listening, I hope, knows what the events were. So yeah. we, had, we had Steel Cog 8 at Zulu. We had Far Bay Training at uh, Old Bethpage in New York. We had Budop Camp at Lashes Paintball in New York. Operation Junction City at Gettysburg, um, Insurrection at Zulu. We had the Lila Timeline on B- Old Bethpage. Technically not a Bay event, but it was all Bay guys. We, mm-hmm. we, we were a lot of the people. We had, I think we had the biggest exhibit there. The biggest showing. Yeah. yeah. And then we had Operation Klondike at Ground Zero, which was the one that we had in December. Yeah, the year-ender. Yeah, yeah. So the winner of that was Operation Junction City. I think that was just the obvious winner. Yeah, it's the one that yeah. it goes to. Yeah, the, the second place one was far above training but it was it wasn't even close i think um yeah i i i guess it's fair but at the same time it's like fit fits a good event i i just think the 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 big vietnam event is going to win every year unless it's like really terrible to be honest well listen if it doesn't win because it's really terrible then we're doing something wrong we got to fix that yeah yeah big time all right so field of the year um i'll go through these real quick it was zulu new york old bethpage village restoration new york Lashes Paintball, New York, Spiros's Place in PA, and Ground Zero in Connecticut, the winner. And this was close as well. Like, mm-hmm. like there, it wasn't a landslide. Everyone got a vote. Uh, everyone did, every field got a vote, but Old Bethpage Village squeaked by. And I guess that was right. And, and it goes back to my point about the battle. Mm-hmm. Not everyone goes to fit. Yeah. So that means every guy that went to fit, or at least the majority of the guys that went to fit, voted for that property in that field and that's an event where there's literally like no gunfire no gunfighting it's yeah. just it's a training exercise event and still it won which goes to show you how good fit is yeah so sign up yes <laughs> yep all right so leader of the year this is staff or non-staff mm-hmm. uh steven cardello star federation empire steelcock eight new trope james walker he was the executive officer and first platoon leader at operation Junction city joe sabia second platoon sergeant Operation Junction City, and then Mark Herman, he was the Pavin XO at uh, Operation Junction City. Now, uh, this one was pretty close. This one was close, and I think, I think this was deserved. Sabia, because Sabia was thrown into the shit because he stepped up. We had a lot of guys back out last minute, and Sabia had to back up. And he, the thing about Sabia is he kept his responsibilities and mm-hmm. just inherited more of them. Yeah. So, and and the ones that he inherited, where he wasn't prepared for all year. Or even for the month leading up to this, was to be a second platoon sergeant, and he, he stepped up. He helped Mike Mueller, who was a mm-hmm. new guy, new new leader. So I think he he deserved it. Yeah. Um, I think all the nominees on here did deserve to be nominated. Mm-hmm. 
100%. Any nomination snubs? Um, I don't know. Like Sean, like Sean did all right. I I don't think it was his best year uh, compared to the previous years. And remember, yeah. Because Sean, Sean, it was funny because Sean called me up. He's like, "Yo, man, what the fuck? I didn't win anything." And I was like, you know, man, like I'm thinking about Sean. Like you've won something almost every year. You know, before we did the Bamies, we had mm-hmm. you know GI of the year and stuff. Or yeah, there's events he, that are or there's awards that are given out at, at, the, at the, the event. Yeah, and he's won something every year except mm-hmm. for this year. And I was like, dude, you got to step it up. You had a rough year. Yeah, you had a rough year. So so yeah, I think um, I think the the Joe Sabia win for that one was deserved. Yeah, well deserved. But no, everybody that was on there was definitely a really good contender. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, so then we have um, the Bay Rookie of the Year, and this is for players. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> to go through real quick, we had Sean Godfrey, Alex Tramp, Alex Matthews, Will Dent, Jeremy Vallon, Peter Bell, Peter Bell, sorry, Sean Swift, uh, Jordan Savigny, Buck Leatherman, and Randy Diamond. And the winner of that, everyone got a vote, it looks like, or at least most guys did get a vote. Um, but Jeremy Vallon got the win, and he got... 50, he got fifty percent of the votes. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of guys voting. That, and, yeah. He did something really right when he came for his first year. Dude, he, and he, he was he, he killed it out. He killed it, man. Yeah. So I think yeah, there were a lot of guys who did a lot of stuff. Like Sean Godfrey did a lot. Uh, Alex Matthews. Um, but I just think I think Jeremy Valen earned it because he like they he, were all good became, guys, but he just like but I'm here, like, I'm here he to came, do yes. things. He came and owned the water. He's mm-hmm. like I am the water guy. I'm making sure this water is not fucking toxic, and just kept it you know kept it up. And then he's like, oh, we need extra medical hands. Okay, cool. I'm trained. Yeah, I'm taking this by the rain. And then next, and just think about it. it. He bought a he bought an ambulance to be a, a, a legit like medical, head medic. Yeah, yeah, for next year. So, so, yeah, I think that one's well-deserved. Well 100%. All right, so next up we have USGI of the year. Mm-hmm. This is always a competitive one as well because there's, there's, there's a lot of grunts. But we, yes. only, mm-hmm. we only have four nominees. I think there you could have argued for a few more guys to be nominated. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into it because I can't. You know, I don't want to think about it, like the, the 60 or 70 GIs that we had. Yeah. But um, Mark Strasberger, Joe Sabia, Tice Norman, and John Van Ness. Mm-hmm. Um, Strasburger won that one. I think overall, and I'm I'm, not, I'm counting not just in the field but on base. Mm-hmm. Strasburger deserved it. Um, John Van Ness to me, he dude he doesn't stop either. This this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Sabia same thing. Like he mm-hmm. didn't he didn't stop. He did a lot of shit. Yeah. I think you know. And if if I'm looking from my point of view, the guy I yelled for most. To help come help me do shit was Strasburger. Yeah. So if I'm looking at it from that way, I think it's well deserved from my point of view. But he's got other stuff to do, so maybe next year you got to yell for somebody else. Yeah, I need a new. I need a new. Uh, I need a new bitch. A new. Yeah. Yeah. New reliable guy. How's that? I didn't stutter. <laughs> so, so. All right. So uh, Pavin of the year, we had um, this one. I actually I exclusively went with the. The Pavin base, the you know the base staff that goes to Pavin every mm-hmm. year, and they nominated these guys. They nominated Zach Boylan, Mark Herman, John Lofflad, and Sam Gabot. Everyone, every one of them got a vote, and it was really tight. And Zach Boylan won. And yeah. I think if you look at it from going to events, Zach is goes to every Vietnam event, mm-hmm. every single one he can go to. He went to. He was think about. It, he was great at. 
um, Budap. Yep. So think about it. If you even though he got that come correct loss at Budap, it still I think contributed to him winning Pavan of the Year. Oh yeah. If you look at it that way. So I yeah I think that it's well deserved. Um, Mark Herman did a great job too. Yeah, he does he, every year. Every for as long as I've known Mark, mm-hmm. I've probably known Mark now almost probably seven seven years. Yeah, eight years maybe. And dude, he does a great job. He gets into it every mm-hmm. every event. But all the guys that are on this list, they're picked for a reason because they are the best of the best of the Pavin contention. Yep, in yep. their eyes. So if you're on here, kudos to you, dude. You did a good job. Yeah, I agree. And you had stiff competition to go up against. So, yeah, I think it's well-deserved for Zach mm-hmm. to win that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so Bay Supporter of the Year. So this one, there's a lot of, there's always a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing about this one, all right, is there's a lot of factors going into it. So you, you can get nominated many different ways. It's whether you're just buying merch to support us, signing up for events early, going to all the events. Mm-hmm. Um, pushing our stuff online, like there's a lot of people like will reshare our stuff and then yeah. you know help helping spread the word. Um, and you know even last year we had we had a little bit of drama. We had guys like actually like argue in our stead, which which I appreciate. They don't need to do it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and they don't need to put themselves out there and, and argue. But that it was it was appreciated and that we we took that into account when we had the nomination list. Mm-hmm. But the nominees for this were Sam Gregory. Todd uh, Suratsky, Ian Scudder, Mike Bear Diamante, Russell Birch, Ryan Gallagher, Brian McKenna, Stephen Pollack, and Joe Sabia. Now you're like, oh, some of these guys are on staff. Well, okay, some are on staff, and they and and as staff members, they're still without discounts or asking for shit for free, which a lot of staff members do. They go out and buy shit. Yeah. They do. They, they, he like Sabia would be like, yeah, I'm buying a whole bunch of shirts because I want to put the put the money back into the big coffers because mm-hmm. his you know his mantra is it always comes back to you in other ways every single dollar you spend comes back to the event right so so like i i get people maybe going that's a little weird but he's he is a supporter he supports us from mm-hmm. from what he can do um and polak who won it wasn't on staff yet no he got brought in after after junction. after the event yeah. yeah so he um he won it uh he won it by a decent amount of votes it was close there was a close uh, second and third. There was actually a tie for second, and then just about almost everyone got a vote. You know, mm-hmm. one or two votes for out of the out of the group. But Polak won, and I think that was well deserved. Like yeah. he spends, he makes uh, like a forty minute video on on our event every year before he was even brought in as staff. Like just as yeah. an attendee, yeah, he would make a long video about it. Yeah, and so a lot so, of people took what he said into account too that's probably what accounts for some of the new signups that we get yeah i agree yeah he does he talks he does spread the word mm-hmm. so so hopefully now as he, that he's staff he still continues that rufio's still trying to go for his award yeah, next can, year if you can hear him snore of the year all right so here's the big one for you wiki yeah so we have base staff cherry of the year now the way the the rule on this is you have two years it's like best uh what was it um uh Best new artist. Mm-hmm. So you have two years of eligibility on this. So yeah. you get you get on staff. You have two years. So you're in your third year of staff now, right? Uh, this is now going into my third year. Yeah. yeah. Last year was my second year. Yeah. So you you it was your last year of eligibility. Then we had Mueller his last year, Jeff mm-hmm. Kerber his last year, and then Ian Scudder. It'll be his last year of eligibility. Um, next year. Mm-hmm. Next year. Yeah. yeah. Well, this uh, this this this, year. Yes. this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Wiki won it um, yeah. by a good amount of votes. I, I was not expecting and that. I, and I think. It, like 
You deserved it. I think you'd have gone anyway with Mueller. Yeah. I, and I think Scudder, he did it. He did enough to win it as well. Yeah. No. Everybody but, on the list deserves to yeah. win. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, like even Kerber, he didn't make it this year, which I think hurt him. But, but he does. The year so before, much. the year before, he did a lot of stuff, man. Yeah. The year before, he did a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I think I think this was a good one. I think we, the right man won. Thank um, you. <laughs> but Mueller, Mueller, I don't think he got the snub, but. It, he, it was between he tough, me and him. He had a tough rookie class to compete against. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like he, he had Strasburger like, last year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and Strasburg is a madman. And Strasburger won last year, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it, it's very, very tough. Yep. And Mueller's always out there doing everything and anything he can. He's making uh, he's making some very fun toys for he's us trying, to use yeah, he's trying to, He's trying to win something for next year, he, he, he said. You know, because, like, you know, stats-wise, Mueller has... Right now, the most nominations with no wins. He is the Leonardo DiCaprio Ooh. of the Bamies right now. Ooh. Well, so we got to change that. Where is his, uh, what was the movie that Leo finally won for? Revenant? Yeah. yeah. Where's his Revenant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, what, that's what we'll call it. Yeah. That's what we'll call his project he's making. Project Revenant. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Ooh. So, yeah. Wiki, congratulations. You won. Thank you. Uh, so, now... Think about it. Next year, we have Ian Scudder for his last year of eligibility. We got Polak. We got Tice. We got Brian Maroney on. Yep. Uh, and other new guys? Mark Herman. Mark Herman, yeah. And, and uh, Zach Boylan. Yep. So we have we have all those rookies. That new. That's a tough rookie class. That dude. is another tough class to go through. That's a tough class. Yeah. Scudder. So that's good because that means everyone's doing shit. Yeah. Everyone's doing their, you know, pulling their weight, uh, quote unquote. That's a tough one. Some of us have more weight to pull than others. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta uh, lose that weight. I was gonna make a fat guy joke, but I don't want to. Oh, that's what I was making. Yeah, I was gonna say that's why. Why he stress? He won. Yeah, he lost a lot of weight yeah, to yeah, lose yeah, a pole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so here's well, the... that's from rocking. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to lose weight like Mark did, because Mark looked really thin this year, and I don't think he's eating like shit. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he said yeah. he stopped eating like shit as much as he stopped eating like a fat ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's be real, yeah. like no greasy bullshit type stuff, but. He rocked a lot, and that got him prepared. So he wants to rock next year, and he's going to get you rocking. So start rocking now. Hell yeah. It's going to suck. <laughs> All right, the big one. Bay, Bay of big the one. year. So um, nominees for this one. So the, the ruling for this one, and because I feel bad, like, and I, we, I think we talked, about, we talked about this last year, and last mm-hmm. year's recap was like, I don't think that, like, me being on, I'm like, I know what I do. I know everyone knows what I do. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if, it's, if I'm on there, like, I'm just always going to win it. So it's kind of, like, lame. So the rule is, if you won Bay of the Year the year prior, you are ineligible to be nominated for the next year. So yeah. the winner, so, like, me, I won it last year. I'm not nominated for, for, mm-hmm. for this year. Yep. Like, the winner of this year... Will not be nominated for next year, yeah. and he'll present the award. So it's like you're passing on the torch for Bay of the Year. Yeah. All right. So the nominees for Bay of the Year were Joe Sullivan, Mark Strasberger, Jim Lennon, Joe Sabia, Michael Mueller, and Robert Weikander. All those, all those guys on there. Yeah. Fucking deserve to be on there, hands down. Mm-hmm. Uh, any snubs? I don't know. I I didn't want to make it too long of a list. Like I think Max uh, Max is six guys to be nominated for this mm-hmm. one because it's supposed to be like a prestigious award. Yeah. So um, you can't I, have like thirty guys. I, yeah, I know. And so I I think this is this was a solid list. Um, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. There are plenty of guys who like like who could 
like John Van Ness, I think was on there last year. Mm -hmm. Like Walker, you could you could argue that Walker could have been on this list. Yep. Um, even my dad does does enough stuff. Like mm -hmm. he could be on there, but uh, but these are the ones that stood the, out. Yeah, these are the ones. That, these are the ones that stood out to everybody. You know, when we went through the when we went through all the guys. Like what mm -hmm. what to what to pick. Um, the winner by a landslide. Yeah, was Strassi. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim did get he was in second and he got a lot of votes and that's the thing is like I, I, I felt going into this that I was like dude between what Jim does Joe does Sabia Mueller all, all those guys mm -hmm. um, you know obviously Wiki I, I think um, anybody I thought going into this anybody could win and I think what hurt you mm -hmm. was that you already won you, you got that I just you got, got, you got the cherry vote I yeah. think when people were going through like I gave Wiki the cherry vote. Let me give this draft. I, I would feel a little bit wrong in my eyes if I got cherry vote and Bay of the Year. You'd be the yeah. I mean, I think I'd be a think, weird double win. I don't think anybody else would ever do that. If, no, like I don't think yeah. Yeah, you never know. We might have some contenders next year. Yeah, yeah. We do have a new rookie class that's looking top tier. That's true. But um, I think I think for what Strasburger does at the events, he runs around like a madman. It was well earned. Mm -hmm. Jim Lennon though, like Jim does. Jim to me does so much for mm -hmm. the group. Like when he he like came in running, bro. Like when oh, he, yeah. When he signed on, it was like, all right, like he was getting stuff done. Between his knowledge of running running these type of groups, mm -hmm. knowing people in the community, mm -hmm. like he's he, he helped just, spread the word. He's like a guy like you can't like if he's like, all right, Liam, I'm retiring from reenacting, I'm not doing this anymore, he's a loss. Like yeah. you're like and that's the kind of guys you want. Like Sully, he doesn't want to do this anymore, he's a loss. Mm-hmm. I think everybody in this in this tier right now, mm -hmm. they don't want to do it. They're a loss. Mm -hmm. They're a big loss. It hurts. Yeah, it so hurts that, if they stop. So that's how I mean. That's how if you want to look at it, like like Joe, like Sully, Strassi, Lennon, Savia, Mueller, and Whitehander, those guys quit Bay. They're a loss, and that's that. That's why I think they're up there. That's why I think like Strasburger got the win. It's mm -hmm. it's the deserved. Oh, he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off at yeah. the event. Yeah. Good thing he's, he's a night owl, so he stays up late. But that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> he stays up way too late. Yeah. Yeah. Cough, cough, 4 a.m. beers. Um. So, yeah, you know what? I think there were more snubs last year. Yeah. I think there were more snubs last year. And there were snubs for nominations this year, but yeah. snubs for awards last yeah, year. Yeah, I think a lot of, for the most part, the people who won the awards deserve their, mm -hmm. their wins. And and it's it's tough. Like, even going back to, like, the Cherry, Bay Staff Cherry of the Year. Mm -hmm. Mueller, it, it was, I, and I think Mueller... And you, it was like it was like one or the other, man. Yeah. One or the other. Like the thing, the thing is though, you do you're able to do more because you're closer. Yeah. But like, but, but in fairness to Mueller, like he, he does so much he, behind the scenes. Yeah, and he and he still drives down to go on like a fucking hour podcast. Yeah. So, he, he, yeah, he's he um, and unfortunately he'll never be able to win Cherry of the Year because he uh, lost his eligibility. He'll so, win in our hearts. So win, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's he's appreciated. So he's more than appreciated. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. It's just it was fun to do it. Uh, I like I I'm gonna do it again every year, man. Yeah, it's it's a fun listen. I think like mm -hmm. I'll I'll go back and listen to like up and like, I'll go back and listen to it over it again just to mm -hmm. like listen. I think the production value was better this year. Yeah. Um. Even my dad said he's like, yeah, it's, it just sounded better, man. I'm like, yeah, I think that. A few of the recordings were a little shitty from people like, sending them in to me, mm -hmm. but they um, 
It just sounded a little better. Uh, I like the ads you had in there. Uh, oh, the Fruity ads? Yeah, yeah, those were those were interesting. <laughs> that honestly, Fruity for Bay of the Year was probably a uh, nomination snub. Mm, Fruity does a lot right. of shit. He does a lot for we, Bay. And right. I, I say this, uh, I say this to this, you know, during the staff meetings a lot. Where I'm like, you know, we all goof on Fruity for being like lazy, but it, it's a joke because he's really not. Like even at the event, like yeah, he goofs off because that's his, that's his like. That's Person, his MO. Mm-hmm. That's his personality and his character, aka his MO. But he does he's on top of the garbage. He does he does the he tasks does you give him yes. you give him, he gets yes. them done. Yes. So yeah, we make fun of him. Oh, he's on uh, just taking a nap somewhere. No, he's probably already taking like four laps around the base yeah. to make sure shit's like tiny and good to go. And he think about it, he comes he's on almost all the media. Mm-hmm. He does he does a lot. So Yeah. So he's another one that I think could have been. He's uh, in every correct it's, song. It is. Almost. It is weird though because he is the host of the show. Yeah, that's why I think goes hurts him a little bit for mm-hmm. the, the nominations. Um, would all right? Let's talk about him. Would his hosting job? I thought he's good. Uh, I thought he did a good job. He did a good job. Um, would he come back next year, or would would he have him come back next year? I don't know. Thing is, could anyone else do do the hosting? You really have to find somebody with some uh, some quirk yeah. to take his spot. Do you think you could do it? Eh? You'd have to like we'd have to write. I'd the jokes really to have it. to try. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I have. I don't have the Muchisi charisma. Yeah. Like I feel like Polak may do a good job, but is he gonna be as funny as Fruji? Like, and I'm not even saying like it's like it's like. It's oh wait, none of his jokes are written either. What? Like the stuff that he comes up with, that's like all ad libbed. What Fruji's? Yeah. No, it's not. No, I thought a good portion was. No. I don't know. From the times I've seen it, it's ad libbed. Oh no! Well, no. So well, the Bamies, the Bamies jokes are are written. Um, we write them. We write them. Okay. But um, Polak to me would be a different type of host. I guess that's where I'm going at. Without without insulting Polak, saying that he's not funny, I'm saying like. You would be a different... It's like Richard different Gervais energy. or Chris Rock. It's like different... Yeah. It's a different host. Maybe have him as a co-host. Who knows? Maybe Ferrucci could use a co-host. We could try that. We can try that. Bounce some things off of that rock of a skull. I just feel like Pollock's voice is so good. He does have a face for radio. Like if, if, I, if I killed off Richie Dribble, I would make Pollock the host of uh, Ken Ferrucci BSU. Ooh... God damn it, Rufio. And Rufio's really going for Snore of the Year already. Yeah, no. It's too early, man. It's still January. But, um... Yeah, I would, I, I'm looking forward to doing it again. It's, it's all, it's, it's it is a lot of work. Fun. It is a lot of work. It, 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 I timed it. It was... Last year, I did about eight hours of editing. This year, it was 11. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that including the red carpet? No. Ooh, and that's another animal to put on top. Because, it, you know what? It, it takes so long to compile all the... All the recordings because they're mm-hmm. coming from there. Like I got, I got people sending them through Facebook Messenger mm-hmm. because they're not here in person. So like, like honestly, Fruchi and I, we recorded all of his part in a half an hour. Yeah, done. Like the the hosting everything. We like him and I wrote the jokes, um, and just went through and, and mm-hmm. did uh, like half an hour. All those recordings were done. That's quick. Yeah, it's just it's just getting people. Then you got to nag them like Strasburg. I had to nag him. So I'm like, you're Bay of the Year. Like. Act like it. Fucking send it in. <laughs> so, so, um... Well, that might ruin his chances in two years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to take that into consideration. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would do it again. It was fun. It was fun. So, New category for next year, possibly, though. Staff Sergeant with a mustache. 
Oh, no, that's just an award. I think that's that. No, we can't, dude, because it's just mustache of the year. Well, also, it's every fucking staff yeah. sergeant. Yeah, I know, I know. We'll, but we will, we will. Um, I'm not gonna announce or go over the uh, the awards for next year, but we'll we'll add them in. So I think we're gonna have about. Uh, I think it it was four or five. Yeah, I think it's close to 26 or 30, between 26 and 30 awards for next year. Mm-hmm. I'll try to keep the, the 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 episode shorter. I mean, we're almost, we're over an hour right now. And you said this was going to take 20 minutes. Yep, I know. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, so. this is true. Okay, one final thing to talk about, and that's um, next podcast episode, which is going to be our 50th podcast. Now, that's not, that doesn't sound impressive, but if you think about it, we're only a once a month uh, podcast, and that's not counting all the little things we do in between, like so like the babies. A, I'm not even counting the babies. Yeah, it's just 50 months of doing this. So how many? That's that's more than four years. Yeah, it's yeah. actually slightly over four years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're on our fifth year. Yeah, doing it. So um, we'll we'll make a you know I'll have like a like Bay podcast trivia. Whoever we'll, I'm gonna try to make it a bigger podcast. So we'll try to get guys to come down. Mm-hmm. You know, wants to come in. I think he was talking about it because we're gonna work on the mule. Mm-hmm. We'll, he'll come in. Um, try to get Strassi in, maybe maybe Sully, and uh, of course Ferrucci, and we'll have like a, like a the podcast trivia, and we'll we'll talk about all of our favorite memories of the podcast, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like, uh, and then and then honestly, we'll decide what we want to do with the podcast after yeah. that, and we'll see what we want to do. Because um, the the listenership, I don't know why it's it's it, it took a dip around when um when COVID hit. It, like it picked up and then it yeah. died out. I don't know why. So I, I want to fix that. I don't know if it's like we're just not marketing it enough. Like we used to make it a bigger deal and well, that's because we didn't have all the stuff on the YouTube as well at that time. But it, but even before that, it took a dip. I thought the YouTube would 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 take off a little more uh, than it than it has. Like the talk talks, there. Like I don't. I remember we were talking about doing the talk talk as just the podcast in general. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think it's there yet. I don't think there's enough viewers to, to replace the podcast. So maybe yeah, we, maybe we do another year of the podcast and then we decide. The or podcasts are easy. Talk, talk talking podcast, same thing, just put the audio on. <laughs> right, well that was the plan. We yeah. can do that too. It's just it's just so much work, man. Yeah, I gotcha. So, um, alright, I think that's it for now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this is our first podcast episode of the new year. Yeah. Um, so, we thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully you are subscribed already. And I will see you guys in the next... uh, See you at the next event. Yeah. Yeah, We'll Mm -hmm. see you in the next podcast or Talk Talk or whatever. I Mm got to do a Talk Talk soon. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Take care.